Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire Johnson. Hey, Kenya, we are back. We're back, we're back, we're back. And back, we back, never back, left, back. my goodness. We never <laughs> left. But never left. We've had the past two weeks of people getting to know us. We were the special guests. That's cool. I think that's yep. really cool. That was cool. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I learned stuff that I didn't know, you know. I it's know. Just... That's what's always so fun about it when you really sit down and interview your people, you know. It's right. like, oh, you know that. But um, yeah, that was fun. And today we've got a topic that you and I are gonna gonna spell out. But then we will be um, returning back to some special guests. So um, that aren't that are not us because we are special. But we gonna we gonna <laughs> invite some in the outside people. Right, right, right. <laughs> but let's tell people why we're doing this special episode. Oh well, I did we discuss that? We're the today's special episode. Why we're doing it? today's special episode is because it's our hundred and fiftieth. <gasps> right. Episode. Oh my god! You didn't remind me before pushing <laughs> record. We do so many guys. We record ahead of time, so it's kind of like what? Wait, what? Wait, uh, oh, yes. <laughs> this is it. This, this is one five zero. Do to do do. It was a song. Is that that song? <laughs> Kenny Loggins. <laughs> anyway, yes, we're at one fifty. That is crazy, but really yep. good. Really, really good. We've been been doing it for a little bit, a little bit of time. You know, come on while. now. This could be a part of our topic we're gonna talk about today. We didn't even bring that up in terms of those little steps to get you to the big stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. There you go. Exactly. uh, We're not going to get into that yet. We're going to get into that in a minute. But yes, no, we are at 150 and this has been such a blessing um, to to do. And I, it it still brings me joy. I'm still excited just like I was when it probably more than I was when I started. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, the, the proper term is sesquicentennial. I, I was going to let you say that word because I knew I was going to mess that up. The, o- the only reason I know is because our, our university had its sesquicentennial celebration recently. And I was oh, like, uh, so yeah. So that's why you got that, that you got your Yeah, I had, to, I had to say it over and over and over I was about to say, I'm not saying it. I'm saying 150th episode. Well, but yeah, no, that's awesome. And and thank you, audience and listeners, yes, thank for you all. still tuning in. Those of you who've been with us since day one, which I know yep. there are. Those of you out there, those of you who joined us at the 100th you know, 50 yeah, episodes right. ago because we had a kind of a big thing for that. And then those of you who, if this is your very first time listening, welcome. Welcome, welcome. So Welcome, welcome. Yeah. All right. Cool. So what's our music, music tip? Music tip for today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned, we talked about it uh, before. We weren't on air, but we were talking about it last uh, week. And um, the song trust you had mm-hmm. mentioned. Mm-hmm. And so I took it upon myself to... Do a little bit of research and see what they're about, and um, I had seen them come up in my feed, and I, you know, I was like, "What, you know, what is this about?" Mm-hmm. But uh, after looking at them, they what their their main role is uh, is they're trying to um, basically be a better publisher, and there, you know, there's a lot of 
if people don't know what publishing is and all this other stuff, it's basically whenever your song is performed, uh, you know, YouTube, you know, movies, everything, uh, there's, you know, the publishing performing rights royalties are collected. So uh, you're, when, if your music is published with somebody, uh, let's say you're an indie artist, but you have your catalog is under, you know, a, a larger uh, publisher, then and the, the publishers are looking for opportunities to use your music. Um, they, you know, they sort of take take a larger percentage because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're they're finding opportunities yeah. for your stuff. And uh, and so what Song Trust says is they only take fifteen percent mm. of your um, of your royalties. So, uh, nice. but the only thing is, I could, I'm trying to find the advantage <laughs> for them. Uh, the advantage is, I, I think this is the best way to encapsulate it. They, uh, if if you're if you're finding opportunities for your music on your own, then they're the great fit for you to go ahead and use them. That's 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 the probably the best thing you can do, because what they're doing is they're hailing the business end of publishing, mm. but they're not finding you opportunities. That's the only rub. You, See, I thought they were more or less like sound exchange where they were collecting your royalties, um, but doing it on a more global kind of um, sort of. So, sort of? so, okay. So that that's the that's the thing. It's it's um, I guess you have to weigh that if it's if it's worth it to you. Now, I would like to hear from people who've actually used them, yeah, and and want to f- see what was the difference before and after, and that would make sense. But what it seems to me is that um, the the benefit to use them is to get uh, data and to get information about uh, wh- where your song is being used, right. And and also have your song registered with performing rights organizations around the world, right? Um, right. But BMI and ASCAP sort of already do that, mm-hmm. um, so that's you know they they have more real time data. That's that would be the advantage. And I think that they are also a little bit more vested in the digital space than BMI ASCAP are. Like I, I feel like right. ASCAP and BMI are still really more of the traditional. They are, yeah, and that's why Sound Exchange exists. Sound Exchange's right. role is to do that, right? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'll, I'm going to check it out. I definitely was going to check it out because even with Sound, I, I'm a part of Sound Exchange, um, and I still feel like sometimes, you know, I'm like, really, that's all given what my stuff has done abroad. So I'm wondering if it, if, mm-hmm. if Song Trust would allow me to get to recoup a bit more abroad wise. It might be interesting to find out. I mean, yeah. they have a hundred dollar uh initial fee mm-hmm. and that's it. And that you don't pay anything else after that. It's just if they collect fifteen percent royalties. Every time uh, they find yeah. Yeah, from from your, your royalty right. income. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna check into it. I'm gonna check into it. Only because I know I have a you know my whole I have a whole distrib- distributor in right. abroad. So I, I really feel like, you know, I need to better to have a better idea of what that really looks like, and I'm not quite sure if Sound Exchange is capturing that as strong right. because of yeah. Well, I, and also what happens is it takes a lot longer for stuff to get through the system. Yeah. So especially if it's international, because you're you're dealing with you know 
somebody telling somebody else to sell somebody else to sell, <laughs> and then it finally reaches BMI or ASCAP. Right, you know? right, right, right. But I so, will say that I'm still, you know, I haven't released new music that's original new music. Right. Really for, I mean, original, original, because I did a remix album in 2016, but the last original, original, original <laughs> was in mm-hmm. 2016. 15. So that's been five years. And I still, you know, I'm still getting some royalties. They're not like, you know, thousands of dollars or whatever, but I still get, you know, if I need to go buy a burger, you know, right. I, <laughs> I, I, got I still for got money for McDonald's. <laughs> but I need to go get some eggs, you know, so, um, but okay. So yeah, check it out. Check out Song Trust. Um, thanks for doing yep. the research, Will. Yeah, I'm I'm trying trying to because I, I you know I was interested. I was trying to what what are they doing? Like, is it you know, right. is, is it an advantage basically, and is it something that I need to be using? Now, the other stuff that I've I've researched that we use as music tips, I you know I'll tell you all to get on it right away because right. this but, is a you know, half. This is a semi tip. <laughs> this is well, a no, cautious tip. <laughs> it, no, no, it's I, I I wouldn't and I wouldn't steer people away from. It. I, I would yeah. say. They're more what they're the people who would benefit from them. Let me put it like that: the people who would benefit from song trust are people who are getting active placements. Uh, they're really active in the industry, um, and they just need somebody to handle the administration of their I publishing. You. I got you. Okay, that's that's really what is okay. it? What it's about? Okay. Good, good stuff. Well, thank you, sir. Cool. All you right. got it. Today's podcast is brought to you by Bandzoogle. From garage bands to Grammy winners, Bandzoogle powers the websites for thousands of musicians around the world. Their simple step-by-step system will get you online literally in minutes. You can choose from dozens of mobile-friendly templates, then customize your design and content in just a few clicks. Built for musicians by musicians, Bandzoogle has all of the features you need for your website and EPK already built in. This includes tools to sell music and merch commission-free right on your website, stream your music with flexible options for music downloads, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send professional newsletters, integrations to pull in content from your online services, including YouTube, Twitter, and SoundCloud, and live support from their musician-friendly team. Not one, not two, but seven days a week. Banzoogle plans start at just $8.29 per month. Yep, that's what I said, just $8.29 per month. And includes your own free custom domain name. Gotta love that. Go to Banzoogle.com to try it for free for 30 days. And be sure to use our promo code, MAKINGMONEYPOD, to get 15% off the first year of your subscription. That's again, Making Money Pod, to get 15% off the first year. So today's topic, we had mentioned in one of our music tips um, some weeks ago about the importance of the small steps. And um, we we were getting all into the tip and we realized this needs to be a whole episode because... Yeah. um, the the small steps are so critical, but they're just not so sexy. And they <laughs> right, right, right. They're not really postable on you know Twitter and IG and Facebook, but they are critical. And in fact, 
the 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 belly right of of how success happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know the people don't uh, spend time thinking about the small steps because that's the thing they're not uh, right in your face and they're not like you said sexy. But um, <laughs> I think that you know the the real benefit of actually spending time focusing on small steps, uh, it, it makes you appreciate them more. And, and you really, it's, it's all about appreciating the journey. It's like really, um, enjoying what you're going through. Like if you get to the, get to the destination and you've accomplished everything, then you're like, okay, what's next? Right. right. But if, if you've gone through all of the different steps and appreciated them along the way, then the actual attainment of the goal is even that much sweeter. Yeah. And you relish it a little bit longer. And, and right. And, and I think that the small steps, when you say relish it longer, the small steps are about the longevity too. They're what create yes. longevity. Yes. So that when you do get to a bigger thing or you have a moment of that, it's not just a moment because you've been right. building all along. So it's just setting yourself up for more moments. And, you know, it also forces you to create a discipline in your, in your behaviors and in your work. And when you're, when you're able to be diligent like that and doing small steps, then that becomes a part of your work ethic. Yes. Which is then when that next project or that next opportunity or that next dream or goal you have, you've already been practicing all along the behaviors of process and patience yep. and those things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, just, uh, just some quick examples. We're going to go into some more detailed examples of our, our journeys, but you know, recently I, you know, of course when, when 2020 <laughs> happened, I said, uh, it, it was the fire in my behind to really commit to some things that I had been, you know, not dilly dallying around, but, just really not uh, focusing on and and doing as a habit, right. and I right. and I I've committed to having a habit of meditating and working out mm-hmm. once a once a, once a day. Mm-hmm. So, um, for the past since since uh, twenty twenty hit, I have not missed. Mm-hmm. And in terms of my meditation, uh, I might have missed working out maybe like you know one or two days a week, but mm-hmm. it's it's a commitment. That I, I'm, I'm like that. That's not going to stop. That's a habit. And and honestly, I think this is why for me. And and before we got on the podcast, um, I was or before we push record, I was sharing with Will some really amazing mm-hmm. <laughs> things that are happening in my <laughs> life that I can't really announce quite yet. But for me. I've been doing these small steps, like when you talk about meditation and Mm -hmm. exercise and um, those habits, like I've been doing those things for a long time. I mean, my meditation game needs to get stepped up, but the whole still (laughs) spiritual practice and and really nurturing and and understanding and researching and learning about that has been a part of my lifestyle now. So the pandemic has weirdly been now a sp- it it finally gave me the pause on time. <laughs> right, it get, right. it kind of took away the distractions so that you know I'm still doing those things, but now I feel like I'm getting a bit more of the fruit of the labor 
because I don't have as much of the other things of life that were happening that kind of kept me kind of, I don't know, suppressed to a certain, not suppressed, but just distracted, you know, like everybody else Mm -hmm. did. But, but if you weren't doing those things, then this time can be very tricky because what do you have to fall? What have you been doing? If you've been only of the world, ha ha ha, or only of the (laughs) distractions and not really doing the, the individual, um, self personal stuff, now that this, and you've been so engaged on the external, and no, I don't want to te- you know, I don't want to make fun of my extroverts because there are, you know, it is true a lot of people who are more extroverted, the the external and the you know drives them and gives them more of their energy, um, but that has shifted so much. So I think that that you know the world we we've been living a lifestyle of extrovertism. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, that's true. And um, I was telling my girlfriend who she's like, I'm an extrovert. I just can't take this and all this. And I said, you know, imagine then you've had like eight months, I guess, but imagine my whole life as an introvert <laughs> has had to try <laughs> to function in this very extroverted world. And, you know, right. right. So what you're feeling now is what was the norm of what I was feeling, because that's overwhelming for an introvert. It's overwhelming to have an extroverted society or extroverted lifestyles all the way around you. You have to learn how to create um, space for yourself if you are more introverted. Um, Mm -hmm. So so for me, these small steps were happening in my introverted moments. And so now it's like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, let's go into them. Let's, let's go into Let's uh, right. talk. Talk to me about uh, <laughs> uh, a big accomplishment that you. You know, it, it. It's not. It might not be big. You know, for other folks, but it was big for you. Something mm-hmm. that was on your goal list. Mm-hmm. And and what were the small steps that you took to get there? Yeah, I have a really specific one that literally was a goal. I've I've, I've had a few of them happen, but this one kind of stood out for me because. In my Facebook memories, it reminded me. <laughs> Facebook does a good job of just letting you know how great your life or not yeah. so great your life was. Usually how great your life was. <laughs> yes. But um, so for me as an artist, um, I got an opportunity in 2016 to perform on the Capital Jazz Super Cruise, mm. uh, which is a really big cruise in the world of R&B and soul and jazz music. Yep. Um, it's probably the leading one, honestly, because um, they have from Eric Benet to Patty Austin to the OJs yep. to your more underground people, like from your Eric Roversons to your Moonchilds to so these different. So it's a huge, huge, amazing cruise. They have the the Land Festival, I guess, in Maryland, usually every year, um, the Capital Jazz mm-hmm. Festival. And then they converted it into a cruise um, probably about a decade or so more ago. And back in 2010, and I had just, just released, literally just released my first little EP that mm-hmm. my mother and cousins had. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not many more than that had that EP at that time. But um, I went on this cruise, I actually... Um, at that time, my husband at that time, we had gone on this cruise and we were, you know, it was like our first time. We were all really excited about, um, you know, going on this cruise because I knew it was going to be all this music and all of that. And um, I was on this cruise listening to these artists and I'm like, I want to 
to be well, I want to be an artist <laughs> on this. And I remember they had this um they have this it's called what is it called? It's like the indie like underground neo soul room or whatever. So mm-hmm, all your kind mm-hmm. of emerging independent artists um, so like I said, your, your Cy Smith's at that time, your Yazra, I think actually, yes, Yazra, Cy Smith and, um, Ju- uh, what's her name? Gosh, I can't believe it's escaping my brain. Uh, Julie uh, Dexter. Yes. Julie Dexter. I was like, yes, Julie Dexter. They did. They were like one of the headliners for this neo soul kind of underground room. And I remember going to their show and watching them and being like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I can do this. I'm in that lane. I'm in that lane. And I remember kind of going to each of them. I know they're not even going to remember me, but I went to each of them <laughs> um, after, you know, their set just saying how great it was. And, you know, I was the artist that was developing and they inspired me. And, you know, all three of them were very, very gracious and, and humble. And, you know, it was so that was like, I one day want to do, I want to get on that stage. I, I got to figure out how to get on that stage. And so time goes on, things kind of move. And about a, maybe about a year or two after that, I got, I was a part of, I don't know what I was a part of, but I was getting, it's, it's, it might've been, it might've even been like, I don't think it was Reverb Nation. I think it was something similar though, for independent artists where you would get notifications of, acts you know that are participating potential gigs to try to apply to get and there was a notification that capital jazz cruise was looking for indie artists and i'm like oh oh my god this is it this is it this is it right so i'm like (laughs) and by then i had done my second ep which was called jazz made rhythm so here we go again i've been i had been working doing small gigs in chicago I'd been taking um, like little local uh, pay literally a hundred bucks for me Uh and three other musicians. Um, I was not paying myself at that point. Um, Whenever I would have gigs, I would make sure I would get paid at least enough to give them something. And a lot of times I would take just out of my own because I was working still um, as a physical therapist and teaching and so forth. And so I would just supplement whatever I was getting paid by the the gig to pay my because for me I knew that if I could keep a good crew of musicians, if I could right. keep keep good guys or women or whoever else who was ever playing with me, then I would be able to keep doing this. But I was going to be very hard for me to do this without a team, without people who were good. So I invested in that. And so that's part of those small steps. I still would work. I still would practice on weekends and one or two days a day, uh, days a week treating patients, um, physical therapy patients. Um, I was teaching. I was on adjunct. So I was teaching at adjunct faculty at a school, at a couple schools. Um, so I would still be teaching. And then I would just, you know, and I still had my little babies at the time. Uh-huh. They were babies. <laughs> still trying to keep the house together. Um, and I would still, you know, I would one just every week just do a little feed a little bit more into the music grind. And so when this opportunity came at that point, I had two projects. I had gotten some photo shoots done and I was able to basically put together, you know, a nice little package to, to turn in and to submit. And I had gotten, um, a response saying they're interested. And I'm like, Oh my God, they're interested. Uh You know? So this was probably back in, maybe we're now hitting around 2012, 20 not 2013, but 2012. 
Yeah, it had to be 2012. And so um, they came. So your small steps yep. were getting your photo shoot. Getting my photo shoot. Getting your projects done and completed. Getting my projects done and, and as small as they were, even though the world didn't know were, that, that they Having existed. performance gigs mm-hmm. with a core band mm-hmm. so they could lock in and be together so you can and know your music. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. Yep, all of those things were, and then building my business, meaning I got my LLC by then. Gotcha, so there you go. Uh-huh, I got, I got an, an, an attorney that, um, just in case, I got some big old gig with a contract, <laughs> uh-huh. or I had, he was, he, I got him on board. These were all through kind of referrals of other people who I would talk to other artists, they would help me with that, um, and I got my accountant. I knew that I needed an accountant and an attorney in case business-wise this set off so that I knew right. what to do because I, I knew I didn't know at all <laughs> what right, I was right. going to do with those spaces. And so and then I got so so I got my press kit and stuff together too so that when opportunities big like this would come up I would look as professional as possible even yep. though they you know they didn't have to know that I was just singing down the street at the restaurant that sat 20 people. You know what I mean? <laughs> Even though I did have the occasional opportunities here in Chicago where I was getting a, a little bit of bigger gigs, not major, major gigs, but a little bit. And so they had responded and basically like, we like what we hear. Um, but there was a, but, and I couldn't remember what the, but that there was a, but it was like, I think it was like a, you know, we are, we've already kind of gotten our crew together or our, our artists together, but do this again next year. They said, Submit mm-hmm. next year. So I was like, next year, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so I said, okay. And then once then next year, 2013 hit, that's when I knew I, I was like, it's time to get this to the next level. Because they, right. they, I want them to, I want, play. I, and it wasn't just so like, just this was the only gig. But in general, I'm like, I want to stand out. I want to be looked at as, no, we need to take her really seriously. We need to figure out how to book her. You know what I right. mean? And so um, I ended up, I ended up, you know, getting, that's when I started working on my album, My Own Skin, which was really the big dog. And I took thousands of small steps <laughs> that I'm not going to go all into. <laughs> but what ended up happening was I ended up, and so I'm taking these steps, my project, My Own Skin really did very well. And it opened the door for me to get into Blues Alley. Right. Um, and so Blues Alley in D.C. is a really big deal in the world of jazz um, to get into. And what's so beautiful about Blues Alley is they go from your major, major jazz artists to your emerging neo-soul, you know, just trying to get on the scene, but still mm-hmm. has the what they see as one can still, you know, fill their seats for those two shows. Um, but that, you know, is it's got a lot of they're emerging, they're, they're coming about. So I was a huge, that was a breakthrough moment for me. And so what ended up happening was the person who, so I had like, I had resubmitted again before I got that gig at Blues Alley. I resubmitted again for the, the jazz cruise. And they mm-hmm. said, we absolutely are interested, but we need to see you perform live. The guy who is over this cliff hunt, who we really need to get on this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. He was like, you know, I, I really like what I'm hearing, but I need to see you because our cruise is about the performance. Yes, the live performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at that time, that was before live video was as big of a thing <laughs> as it is now. Um, and so he really wanted to see me in person. And so I got the, and, and guess where he lived at the time? 
in D.C. She lived in D.C. So Kenya got her Blues Alley. I'm like, ah, this is going to be it. So I invited, I sent him a thing because by now he'd given me the email, his email. I sent him an invitation. And like a week before the gig, he sends me an email. Darn it, I can't make it. Right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. and, he, <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, you know, are you going to be in D.C. again? Like, and, and I'm like, oh, no, you know, because in my head, <laughs> this was back in 2014. And I was like, no, I don't know when I'm going to get back. So whatever. Did my Blues Alley show. It turned out wonderful. Here's a small mm-hmm. step. Made sure that that show was tight as can be. Made sure I got mm-hmm. my musicians. I was like, nope, I can't use DC musicians. I mean, I believe they're great, all this, but I need my crew because this is all new music and they know it and they know right. it backwards. And I need to be really strong because I need to get booked again at Blues right, Alley right. because I need Cliff Hunt <laughs> to get to, to my through. show. Yeah, exactly. And so we sold out. Um, we definitely sold out the first show at Blues Alley. We almost sold out the second, the 10 o'clock show. Mm-hmm. And it was a Monday night because they put they put the they put the little people on the Monday nights, you know. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so that was that. So time goes on and Blues Alley welcomes me back in 2015. And there we go. I um, sent Cliff another email. I'm coming back. He's like, I'm there. I'm there. I'm blocking yes. my schedule. And so I went back um, and I performed again in the fall of 2015 at Blues Alley and he was there and we sold out the first show again, the second show, you know, again, it's always sketchy with the second show. It didn't sell Mm -hmm. out, but it was, you know, it was attended, well attended. And after he came to the first show, which is great because that was a sold out one. And he, Mm -hmm. after the show, he came up to me, I will be calling you. You are, you are booked. It's a deal. Wow. I got you. And I'm like, Oh my God. And so I did. So 2016, a year after that is when I got on that cruise and I performed and six years after. Yeah. Six years. Yeah. And that gig paid. I can't, I'm not going, it it paid beautifully. Mm -hmm. Um, I only had to, I was, because I was still emerging, you know, I wasn't as big as some, like Eric Roberson was the host of my room. So he's the one who Mm -hmm. introduced me and everything. Um, so I was kind of an opener for, um, Donnie, this singer named Donnie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so funny because Donnie and I got really tight. Donnie and I actually share the same birthday. So it was really weird, right? We were both like, oh, my God, we're kindred. And his last name is Johnson. So my last name is Johnson. So we were just like, we are meant to be. This is all meant to happen. And um, I opened for him. We did two sets. Both our sets were on that Monday night. I had the rest of the week of the cruise to chill and just vacate. And they paid for that entire vacation. And my family because husband, everybody came to my, my niece sister everybody came (laughs) and they and so it was the sweetest most beautiful and yeah uh, it was it took six years and it took all those steps and it took me having to keep going back and back and be strategic it was intentional i did not go to blues alley just to i knew i knew if i could get myself back in there then i could get even bigger eyes in that room um, mm-hmm. that could give me bigger mm-hmm. opportunities. And there was another, Max Myrick actually came to that show too. Okay. And okay. that was when Max said, all right, I'm, I got you, kid. I got you. And so since then, you know, he and has now, been on, and now we're yeah. on DC radio. We're on DC radio. Yep. Yeah. So, awesome. 
that's yeah. Yeah, it's a long-winded one. I'm sorry, but that was those are those steps. But yeah, but that's that's sort of the whole key. The whole point of this episode is to show people that it takes, you know, uh, multiple times of of reaching back out to people, of you know things you got to go through to get to that, and it takes a little bit of time. Yeah. The big stuff for the big stuff, mm-hmm. and that was a biggie because now I can put that. When I'm being pitched to do stuff, I can say Blues Alley, you know, sold out Mm -hmm. shows. I can say the Capital Jazz Cruise. I can say I've been on the same bill as all those artists that are on that. Um, Exactly. It's a huge, it was, it was huge. Well, uh, how about you? You, you, you you, you sort of, uh, uh, pushed me in a certain direction with that one. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess the, the big goal for me, um, it's a similar similar situation. I wanted to perform on a uh, you know festival stage, mm-hmm. and in of course as a jazz artist, that's sort of what Absolutely. the whole game is. Yep. You know, you really want to get festival gigs, and you want to be on that big festival stage. Mm-hmm. And so um, there, there's a whole confluence of events that brought this situation to come about. But um, I would definitely have to give the the nod to <laughs> it was a spiritual uh, mm-hmm. grace situation mm-hmm. that pre- precipitated everything. Mm. Um, but I will also say, and this this is probably for my future uh, endeavors when I start talking about the whole spiritual side of things. I was going to say, we're going to have to do an episode, I think, on that. But go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to have to start another <laughs> podcast on that. Cause we I, are. Oh, my God, Will. <gasps> Let's I, do it. Let's do it. I, I, I have too much Will, <laughs> too much information. To Will, put out. oh my God, you should have never said that out loud to me. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. okay. Anyway, keep telling. Yeah, that's, that that is that is the next thing I got to do because it's too much. That's me too. I've said this. I it's, said I'm gonna have to ask Will to tell me how to set up my my other podcast because I got okay. to start. Talking. <laughs> I can't start talking about. Well, well, so so here's a here's a <laughs> foreshadowing of some of that, because um, I because I basically uh, I wrote it down. I wrote down, and I I still do this. I write down what what it is that I'm trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. and and you gotta you gotta have your goals and, and dreams, um, and you have to honor them. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- those are actually given to you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you have a prompting, you have an urge to do something for a reason and yes. that that's placed in you. Yes. So, uh, I write those down and I basically, you know, I put it, put it somewhere and I, I had an altar back in the day, but now I'm just keeping it on my computer. Mm. Um, I'm, ba- I'm building but, an altar right now. Oh my gosh. Anyway, keep going. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, my, my, I'm. Yeah, I'm I'm in a uh, a different space of I carry the altar around in yeah, in, in me, yeah, so yeah. it's uh it it was you know so so I suffice it to say everything that I've written down has come to pass basically, yeah. um so that's why I keep writing new stuff down. But uh, with this thing, uh, this was one of those things and um crazy crazy situation. I met a uh, BET on jazz. Um, supper club down on was it 10th street or whatever mm-hmm. and um i have my group i've been performing i think i did my first album by then and and of course being me being a jazz musician my whole focus is basically get better as a as a musician and, and to develop and grow and i've always been writing songs so uh, and i just want to put those out I, I never really had the question of you know is my stuff good enough <laughs> i'm just putting it out 
Yeah. And it, whoever likes it, likes it. I'm just, I just love, love playing and I love writing. Right. So, um, I've been, you know, playing in the area for a while. I've known a lot of musicians. And then I was at this club, uh, BET on Jazz, and uh, I'm talking to everybody in the club, you know, hanging out with the musicians, blah, blah, blah. Then this lady comes up to me and says, um, pulls me outside and says, how would you like to book the club? <laughs> I'm like, uh, uh, that, that, that's really? not what I came down here for, <laughs> but sure. Right. <laughs> Um, and so I, you know, I started booking BET on Jazz, the supper club down there on, was it Ninth or 10th Street? Yeah. And I basically it was probably because I was, you know, I knew all the musicians right. and she saw how I carried myself. And uh, so I, you know, I, I did that for a while. But what that did was it gave me the opportunity to meet a lot of the folks at BET. Mm-hmm. And eventually uh, I was playing the private parties of uh, Paxton Baker, Paxton mm. and, um, and at his house, you know, at uh, at, at other events at BT, and because my jazz group, you know, was the house group for the uh, the club, mm. and that provided a whole host of opportunities. Uh, that's how I got to play with Donald Bird, James Moody, and Kenny Burrell all in one shot. All in one shot. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my gosh! And uh, and I played for Bill Clinton. Crazy. <laughs> and. And it was like a whole bunch of stuff going on. Um, so, yeah, it was a, a real fertile time. But what that brought was uh, the BET on Jazz um, jazz festivals. Right. So right. they would have a whole bunch of festivals uh, in, in the Caribbean. And then uh, one of the one of my contacts from B, who, I, who basically I was uh, working, he was supervising my situation with BET, uh, Derek Lewis, um, shout out to Derek Lewis, and uh, he called me and said uh, we need a band to play at the beginning of the Anguilla Jazz Festival and at the end of the festival. <laughs> so I said, sure, right. <laughs> we'll we'll do it. Right. <laughs> and uh, so we went down there and uh, wow. for the Anguilla Jazz Festival, and we played in the beginning for the opening, and then we played at the end. Yeah. We and. In between seven days. Thank you. Okay. Jet skis. That's what, that's what, that's what I said. These <laughs> festival gigs. This is why everybody wants them because they're like amazing. Yeah. So, but this was even this was crazy. This is crazy. So, festival gigs. People go to the festival and then they go in and, and they leave. We right. stayed for the whole thing. Because it was a one day. I got you. So you got yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. We but we played twice. Right. And stayed for the whole, the whole thing. thing. So and I, I played yeah. twice and I got to stay for the entire yeah I got yeah for the whole and yeah that's that's why I was smiling when you said that I was like <laughs> yeah I know exactly what that feels like oh my god I was in different I was in Puerto Rico St Kitts yeah um it was just it was crazy it was crazy. yeah well this and the crazy thing is this went on for like five years wow so you kept you kept and, you kept to see my didn't go but, all for five so, years so and and, yeah. and it got even crazier because we did the saint lucia jazz festival wow and and you know we and from there i actually got booked to do the bonaire jazz festival by another company mm. so it was just, that, it just yeah it was it was the domino it just grows that. and grows yeah, it just grows and grows and it just grows and, and, and grows uh, yeah, and it was like uh, from that, um, I remember we played on a Thursday 
and I think uh, in St. Lucia and John Legend played on a Friday. Mm. Right. So, you know, it's it's that type of exposure. Right. And and you know, it's like it's it's the stuff that you dream about, you yeah. know, being at a festival gig and seeing the artists that you want to see. And in Anguilla, I was I mean, we opened for um Ravi Coltrane. Yeah. One time and then we also opened for McCoy Tyner. Oh. And That's it was I'm just, saying. and then we opened for Robert Glasper, and oh it was just like gosh. we we had you know, and Claudia Cunha, and just mm-hmm. all these different artists, you know, that I that I listen to, that you know, I'm and I'm studying, <laughs> like I memorized one of McCoy Tyner solos, like yeah. you know, this 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 stuff, and I had the opportunity to sit and talk with McCoy Tyner yeah. one time, and it was just like oh. all these different opportunities coming from. The and, desire and, you, and the dream. What you're saying there, though, also just real quick, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but how you are playing with the very artists you've been studying. And, and that's that's what happened to me with this Capital Jazz Cruise. Um, Diane Shore. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, Diane Shore was someone, that was probably my first female jazz vocalist that I... I was maybe in eighth grade, seventh or eighth grade. My dad, my dad had gotten me Donnie... Uh, 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 what's call Bobby McFerrin, right, right. Bought, that's when Happy came out, the Happy song or whatever. Um, <laughs> be happy, and he bought me that to listen to. And I used to have to walk, like, you know, I had this Red Cross volunteer job in the summer, and it was three hundred degrees in Colorado. And my dad's like, "No, you gonna walk there?" And I'm like, "Walk? That's like <laughs> it's gonna take me like an hour to walk there." <laughs> he's like, "See you an hour to whatever you're done, you know." So he got me. He's like, well, "Listen, while you walk, because my dad was a musician, he's like, while you walk." You listen to your little Walkman. I want you to listen to this. And he bought Bobby McFerrin. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so I fell in I mean, I know that whole album that from the Be Happy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know that album backwards because I listen to it every day. And then he was like, well, if you like that, you might want to listen. You know, I think he was playing some Diane Shore. And I said, ooh, that, who is that? And he was like, if you like it, I'll get it for you. And that could be a part of what you listen to <laughs> also mm-hmm. on your little walk. And so I, he got it. And so I would listen to her and just almost, I was just in awe that she was blind and that she was doing all of this with her voice and she plays the piano and all of this. Right, right. And she was on that cruise and oh, <laughs> she yeah. was performing and I had breakfast with her. Oh. And I almost like, I couldn't keep it to keep it together. I know I cried at one point and, and I was like, <laughs> I said, you know, you are if, and so we talk about little steps. That's all yeah. the way back to when I was 12. Yeah. And so I knew I could talk to her about her music. I could talk to her. It was more than just, oh, I like, I mean, it was like, no, you don't understand. I, you are a huge influence. But so it's, it's, it's that these small steps not only get you to your dream of that, you know, performance piece or whatever, but then the community that you be start to belong to, um, uh, it's just it amazes me. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, that's that's the the spirit side of the piece that uh, yeah. that one one act one resolution one goal achieved actually uh, fulfills so many other different goals and and dreams that you had that you didn't even think you had, right. and th- that's that's what that <laughs> that shows. Right. But you know, just just to encapsulate what for our show what the, we're talking about with small steps, the small steps that I did. That got me to the point of actually playing the festivals was, uh, of course, you know, making a recording, 
um, practicing, getting getting better on my instrument, but uh, having booking yourself, having your making your doing your gigs and all this the small steps of taking the, having the photos, mm-hmm. having your website, having your you know your bio, all that stuff to clean and tight to that people actually take you seriously, exactly. and and exactly. you know it's just a level. There's certain things you just have to have to right. be able to even get into the door of these opportunities, and that's those are the small steps. But then. This, the extra stuff that people that already have that, they're still wondering why they might not have gotten certain things or certain gigs. You know, it's it's relationships mm-hmm. and and building and and it's that stuff you can't you don't know when what the time limit on that is. Right. Like for you it was six years, you know, <laughs> right. to get to that that cruise. And for me it was like, um, I forgot how long that was. That was probably maybe like five years or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. It it takes a little bit of time to get those bigger dreams and goals, but you know if you got those small steps in place and those exactly. small little habits that you're doing, like we just talked started the show with, those small little habits that you start implementing in your life, that takes you a long way. Exactly, and those small steps, you know, are enjoyable. You know, they're, you they they you know they may not be. Some of them are not. Some of them are a little bit more painful, but yep. understand that you know. You want to be, and this can kind of be our, we can kind of wrap up with this, but when you're thinking of these small steps, don't think of it so restrictive and downtrodden. Like, you know, you need to have joy. (laughs) You need to have joy because the challenge is going to come. The challenges are going to come, you know, whether you, you know, they, they always present themselves to, it's that iron rubs iron. Like it's, you, you, you're going to need the resistance to, to push harder and, and stronger so you don't have to set up your small steps to be hard. You know, set up your small because the because the hard is gonna come. <laughs> it's yep. not gonna leave you. You might not, you know, know exactly. It, it's gonna show itself. But you set up, you know, so do small things that you love, that you have fun doing. Set up small things. You know, these these gigs that I was doing, you know, I would I would practice little songs that I just love to hear. I don't know if anybody else really liked them. But I, I enjoyed it, you know, and I wouldn't mm-hmm. do the whole set like that, but I would pick a song here or there that were just really, really just about my own pleasure just so that I could enjoy this, you know, just enjoy these things that I knew were, you know, were, were harder um, so you don't get too much into that restrictive space. I've been, I've been noticing a lot of people are feeling, you know, if I've got to, if I got to work hard, I got to make it hard. And it's right, like, right, right. No, yeah. you, I mean, you know, hard is going to come with the territory. So do things that bring you joy. Yeah. Fi- fi- and find the joy inside of those small things. I think that's right. a different way of saying it, but right. you know, like, like for me, uh, and and this is what I want wanted to add too, is when we celebrate these small little things. Um, so let's let's do it in smaller chunks. Yeah. Uh, do it do it as a week. So yeah. when you pick like certain songs to learn during the week, at the end of the week, reassess that I learned these songs and how well am I doing? Record yourself. You know, did I did I really develop this this song the way I wanted it to? And and then celebrate it. You know, take. You know, Get that right. extra piece of ice cream, you know that brownie. Right. Yeah. So right. celebrate that that small little accomplishment. I think this is one of the things that made me really want to do this episode. Is it, what you're doing is you're training your brain and your subconscious to appreciate certain things, small things. It's like a, like when you're training a dog, right? Uh, you give it treats once it does oh what you want it to do. I was just gonna say when you're talking about treating yourself. 
It's kind of like if you're on a diet, don't just not ever eat a cookie. Like you exactly. should be, you should still be able to have those little, you know, things that you really, really enjoy so that this becomes, because it's not sustainable Yes. if you don't do this in an enjoyable way. You're going to quit. <laughs> Who wants to do something they hate? I mean, you yeah, know, you're, exactly. you're going to quit. Yeah, well, well, your yeah. body's going to quit on you because right. you didn't, you didn't make it feel good. Right, right. Exactly. So if you've been wondering, I, that's one of the first things I ask people when I'm coaching is like, how are you doing this? Because people who find themselves quitting a lot, if you're one of these people who feel like you can't complete things, um, a lot of times it's because you're doing it in a way that's not really in alignment with yourself or right, and right. it's not enjoyable or you're not having enough of the enjoyable moments to sustain you. There it is. Yeah. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, that, that was good. We got that to get good. that. We we gonna have to have another meeting, Will, for our <laughs> our new spirituality podcast. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> oh, but Lord. it's so relevant as as artists. I mean, this yeah. is such a. Uh, I mean, as I mean, you don't have to be an artist. I mean, obviously, everybody everybody has this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I think I'll say it over and over again, and people can you know, bad mouth me or whatever. But as artists, it is a duty. If you're yeah. going to be a performing artist, one who literally takes to the stage or takes to, you know, the the TV screen or the monitor or whatever, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you, you, what you are needing to embody, your awareness, your ability to connect to that is vital. It's yeah. just vital. And that is a, it's a spiritual walk, I think. But, um, well, we, this was a long one. We got, I know, we, it, this, listen, listen, <laughs> we're in a pandemic. It's COVID. Blame it on the Rona. That's you know what's what I'm making. saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's affecting everything. It I'm is. telling you. It is. So. Yes. Well, I enjoyed this. And, I did too. Uh, yeah. I hope the listeners enjoyed it as much as we did. But um, just encouraging, yeah, just as we're, uh, as we're nearing the end of 2020, believe it or not, um, you know, start, I, I, I know that I will be having some master classes um, coming up uh, in November and December, Mindset Reset, so that we can... Get ourselves, you know, together. We made it. We're almost through this 2020 venture. So almost through. Almost, almost through, through it. Through. Um, but that don't mean that January 1, 2021, it's, you know, everything is... <laughs> if you did it, it's it's, yeah, going to be reset or no, going back to not. anything. It's, it's, no. This is a this is new territory. Right. Y'all gotta right. So you have to be the one that does that reset. Right. It's not... It's, it, the calendar is not going to do it for you. So That's stay right. tuned to hear more that. But in the meantime... We'll see you all next week with another awesome podcast episode. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. right, You guys take care. Bye. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you would like to join our new artist development program, the 3MB Club, please contact us via email at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe to our podcast on your podcast player and leave us a rating and review. Also, please leave us a comment on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com.